To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. The only person that's against us is my father. What do you mean? Your dad loves me. My dad hates you. Are you sure? Look. Papi, can I be with him? Of course. No, Papi! Pero niña, I'm, I'm telling you to freaking be with him. Yeah, but I love him! I like him too. He has money. Why are you trying to I don't want to separate you. Please don't do this to me, please. I'm gonna run away. You run away with him, like Gloria. Bring the holy water. Please. What the fuck? Gloria, this. Be with him. You see, I told you. You act like I'm the only crazy one. What about that crazy guy who was always in love with you? Who? Me? Holy shit. You a fucking ninja turtle? Are you flexing and pointing the gun at her at the same time? Yeah, bro, always. So why is there a, an orange thing on that gun? You know how many YouTube comments you're gonna get saying that's fake? If I can't be with her, nobody can. Don't point the gun at her, you're freaking me out. Please. Well, put it back on her. Damn. Hey, hey, you love me. I love her. Okay, bros before hoes. Come on. Look, that's true. come on. I know your mother. That's true. I, I know your mom too, but I probably fucked your mom. What? Did it. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna die, it's just a little thing. I have to tell you something. What? Pregnant. No! You stop yelling, bitch. Jay here, positive We're pushing here from the Spare Parts Studio. You can find me on social media on some of it at least. You can also email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com, or you can just go to my website, positive sarcasm.com, and hit up all the information right there. Uh, happy Sunday, everybody. Hope your coffee is fresh. Hope your minds are clear. And I uh, hope your bank accounts at least still have a couple dollars left in them. Ah, whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, it's Sunday leftovers. It's just basically fuck it Sunday. Uh, I do like the fact that I've been cleaning it up. And um, even though, um, I don't know, I forgot what I was going to say. Whatever. Screw it. I was, I've been outside, you know, breathing in exhaust fumes for the last two hours. And uh, I'm a little fried out. Sundays are, are Sundays are still a weird one. I'm still getting used to the new format that I've been kind of working on, trying to slip thing, new new segments in here and there and seeing how they're 
how they it is every time you added a new segment it's hard to it's hard to segue into it and it's hard to segue out of it and then you kind of see uh does this work at the beginning does it work at the end is it a non-factor like is you just like okay let's just jump into this segment and then let's move on to the next thing like it never happened or should it be in the wednesday's podcast which is a little more uh, streamlined because it starts off with certain topics or I have a long monologue and then it goes right to Q&A. But for Sunday's podcast, we are going to be, it is customary now to uh, recite uh, the uh, 20th century, 21st century's uh, latest and greatest uh, poets, 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 poets. Right. Okay, fine. I just lost a few subscribers right there. But let's go ahead and get right to uh, hip-hop poetry, as in cus- is now customary on every Sunday Leftovers. <clears throat> so, if you'll allow me. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. Go to sleep six feet deep. I'll give you a B for the effort. But if I was three foot eleven, you'd look up to me. And for the record... You would suck a dick to be fucking be me for a second. Lick a ball sack to get on my channel. Give your life to be as solidified. This motherfucking shit is like Rambo when he's out of bullets. So what good is a fucking machine gun when it's out of ammo? Well, I guess what talking shit sounds like. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's a new one. I got to admit. I don't know dick about rap music. So, uh, yeah, we'll just close the book on that one. That, if you don't know, apparently that was something to do. Apparently this this fine gentleman named uh, Machine Gun Kelly had an issue, took some issue with uh, Eminem. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, He's, uh, yeah, and then apparently he made a song about Eminem. So Eminem made a song about Machine Gun Kelly, and apparently these are called diss tracks, and uh, yeah, Apparently, this is news, or it was news, but now it's old news, so there you have it. Anyways, enough of that. Let's just go ahead and move forward, because that's all I got for you on that subject. I'm not going to dive deep into it. I'm definitely not going to take sides, because I'm not really sure what it's going to accomplish. Anyways, moving on. There is some things I did want to talk about. I did obviously want to get into some dorkness, so let's go ahead and just get right to electrek.com, or excuse me, .co. There was a topic. Uh... I know that we're kind of moving in a direction that, you know, allows for more solar, more electric, more wind. We're doing we're we're getting smarter technology. We're trying to save the planet, blah blah blah. Okay. This is one of my biggest concerns and it has to do with it has to do with Tesla. Don't get me wrong. I like Tesla. I think most of their cars are ugly, but I love the Model S. I love the technology behind it. I can't wait to see the Cybertruck, and I can't wait to see the Roadster, and I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. There is a problem, though, and all this technology requires a lot of software. It requires a lot of server connections, upgrades, modifications, and as you can tell, like, what was it that Scotty said in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock? It's, uh, the more they overdo the plumbing the easier it is to stuff up the drain or something to that effect. Basically, like, the more complicated you make the product, the easier it is to make it not work. So, but this is different. This isn't uh, just a failure in the product. It's a potential sabotage issue. And this is by electric.com, where, so Tesla reportedly caught an employee. 
engaging in, quote, malicious sabotage at its Fremont factory. The Fremont factory was the one where, uh, uh, what do you, Elon Musk forced it to be open against the guidelines of the state. And that's why Elon is building one in Oklahoma or, or Texas, I think, right now. He's building a gigafactory. He's also opening one in, in Germany. But this is the Fremont one in California. And according to Electrek, Al Prescott, Tesla's vice president of legal and acting general counsel, wrote an email to Fremont factory employees attained by Bloomberg. Two weeks ago, our IT and InfoSec teams determined that an employee had maliciously sabotaged a part of the factory. Their quick actions prevented further damage and production was running smoothly again a few hours later. He didn't elaborate on what form of sabotage attempt took, but he said the employee was terminated. Well, that's a shocker. Bloomberg reported the employee who was not named allegedly sought to cover up his tracks, blame a coworker, and destroy a company computer. The email says, ultimately, after being shown the irrefutable evidence, the employee confessed. As a result, was terminate, we terminated employee. This is starting to, now this is where it really goes deep. Uh, we place tremendous trust in our employees and value everyone's contributions. However, with the personal motivations of the attacker were these are crimes, violations, code of conduct, and are unfair to the employees. The news comes after we learned earlier this year that Tesla and the FBI prevented a $1 million ransomware hack at a gigafactory giga in Nevada. In that case, Tesla employee was actually essential in preventing the sabotage to take place. Electric's take. So this is the company, uh, the, the, the news organization. They'd like to know what it's about. So in this case, earlier this year, it was clearly a ransomware attempt. So was it the same thing in Fremont? Someone got tempted by a $1 million offer, or is it something else entirely? We know that Tesla has previously, previously stretched the term sabotage with employees doing things they shouldn't do. If it's that serious, like an attempt in Nevada, the August employee will not just be fired, but there will also be charges against the person, unlike the case against Martin Tripp that Tesla called sabotage. Okay. So this is what concerns me greatly. We have all this technology that's all connected and it's super smart and it's constantly updating and it's still connected to the dealer. Whereas back in the 70s, you buy a car, you own that car. It's no longer connected to the dealer unless you're bringing it for oil changes or under undercoatings. Now you buy a car and you, are, you still have a relationship with the dealer. You still, not only do you have a relationship with the dealer, you have a relationship to the company. Now, obviously, the dealer in this case is the company. Like Tesla has its own dealerships and then they do all, they do all their work in-house. This is frightening because it's, to me, when you have somebody who is trying to sabotage, there was a ransomware, like you, people are trying to emulate after the whole Nikola uh, electric car fiasco, people are trying to emulate and copy and chase after Tesla so much. Because when you look at Ford and GM and Rolls-Royce and all their stock in the toilet where Tesla's running around uh, $430 a share uh, plus, I mean, and well, that's only because they just split a few weeks ago at a four or five to one split. People are really trying to get information from Tesla. And this is some of the shit that you see behind the scenes, this crony, crooked shit of trying to either A, steal information from Tesla, or B, slow down their production line by sabotaging because they're opening up new stuff all over the United States, all over the world. They have factories in China. They have factories in Germany. They have factories in the United States. Now, these are your cars. You go and you spend 80, you know, 50, 70, 100,000 dollars on a Tesla car and all this technology is out there constantly being updated, you know, all the the bugs and patches and fixes 
and the batteries and the brakes, everything in this car is connected to Tesla. And people are trying to hack Tesla. And if they can hack Tesla, they can hack your Model 3, your Model X. And this is a frightening thing because not now it's not a matter of you know the the new Ford Mustangs having recalls because their transmissions are dog shit. We're talking about a company or an organization or whatever trying to hack a company that has that has holds all the information, your social security information, your address, your driving habits, your your whatever, access to whatever else you put in the car. If you have um a lot of these cars have Wi-Fi, they have passwords, they have uh, a GPS information. They have your fucking phone. Your phone is attached to these cars as well. So the next thing you know, you're on a date with a girl and your dick pic from two years ago pops up on the fucking screen because somebody accessed your your car and is now manipulating you through the car. They're changing GPS coordinates. They're stealing your credit card data through your phone, through your, through your either through your phone, which has all your information, or through your car, which they have is, is still constantly attached to the dealership, is constantly uploading to the dealership. Who knows what they're what they're doing? But it just goes to show, with a million dollars at stake, if you were said, "Hey, we know you work in this department, and you're working on this part of the lithium battery, and you have access to these sources and this information on how you're routing the power from here to this part of the wheels, we will give you one million dollars if you just take this jump drive, insert it into this computer, and just copy that text file." Or that little PDF with the blueprints on it and just get it back to us. A million bucks. A million bucks is chump change because imagine if you're able to take that technology. If, say, you're, you're Nikola and you're not able, Nikola's another uh, electric car company. And this is just, you know, I'm just babbling at this point, but this is somebody was willing to offer a million bucks to steal data or uh, basically install software to damage the production line of Tesla. And that's just a million bucks. If you think that's a lot of money just to grab like a PDF document, you clearly have no idea what the Colombian cartel and all the cocaine cartels back in the late 70s were doing when they were trying to get drugs up here. The amount of money they were shelling for security, for transportation, for uh, for dealer rights, for everything like that. The amount of money they were shelling, um, security, armament, uh, buying out, you know, uh, you know, putting judges and cops and feds and, and all those people and government agents, government people in their pockets. So for a million bucks, first of all, the Chinese have a ton of cash. The Chinese are, are notorious stereotypically for stealing um, information from American databases. So what's to say that an organization like that or another another company or another country just said, hey, we'll slip you a million bucks. We just need this little piece. And if we can figure out that little blueprint with that information on it, we can do the same thing with our cars. We can sell them for half the price because we have the cheaper materials. And then we no longer need to have Tesla. Let's say it was China. And China's like, hey, we can make the same. Th we can basically make a, a, a Tesla for a quarter of the price. But we need to figure out the routing coordinates for the, how the lithium power goes from these part of the wheels back to this part of the engine and how it reports here and da 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 da, da and how the brakes send power back to the main battery. Well, okay, so if we do that, well, how much is it going to cost us to do this? Well, it'll cost us this, this, and this, but we need this information. Who has that Tesla? All right, 
who works there at Tesla that we can flip? This guy. How much is it going to cost? Probably a couple million. Well, all right, what's the total profit if we get that information? It's this amount. Well, shit, let's buy his ass out, take that and get that drive. If he can get that information back to us, we now can produce something for a quarter of the price. And who gives a shit about catering to the American, to the uh, United States because they won't even let us sell uh, Huawei phones there. So why would we even bother selling to them when we could just sell it to our own people, to the Chinese, to the Russians, because, I mean, China has their own, they can just say, hey, we don't sell Teslas anymore. We sell this car. So go ahead and this is what you can buy now for a quarter of the price and make that money. I don't know. It's just, maybe I'm wrong with the direction I'm going in, but I'm not wrong for the fact that people are steal. they're trying to sabotage and steal data from factories and gigafactories and servers from Tesla and from other companies as well. And this is something like, for example, this is one of the reasons you should strongly consider pulling back on a lot of the things that you do. Like, uh, say you buy a car, you buy a new car, so it has your, it has your G, it has the GPS constantly on. It has smart technology in it that's that's reporting back to Ford or reporting back to GM or BMW, and that's inform that's your vital information. And in order for you to have this car fixed, you have to go back to the dealership. Like I was just, there was a, I was just, I was in a couple months ago, I was driving in an Audi, an Audi A6. You think an Audi A6 is a pretty nice car, uh, pretty mid-sized sedan, whatever, a couple hundred horsepower, blah, blah, blah. But the way they build the engines now, everything is kind of like all one piece. So back in the day, if you were to buy like a little radiator attachment, you know, a little, little valve that opens up, it's like a $20 part. It takes 30 minutes to put in if you're a halfway decent tech. But now it's part of this whole housing that costs like 250 bucks to fix. And when that little valve doesn't open, your engine can overheat. And if you're not careful, blow up. And then you're now $30,000, $40,000 Audi is a giant pile of shit that needs a new engine. Well, and now it costs $250 to fix a little valve where it used to cost 20, 30 bucks and an hour's worth of labor. But this, but this car also has smart technology in it, and it's all integrated, and it's like, why? Why Why do we do that? Well, I don't know why we buy it. I don't know why we buy it. Why, why do we buy it? The used car market bubble is about to bust significantly. There are so many cars on the, on the market. People are selling cars so freaking cheap right now. I mean, you can go and buy a beautiful Buick or an old-school Cadillac that doesn't have the North Star engine in it, which was a giant pile of shit. You can go and buy a beautiful Cadillac for like four or five grand that has like 50, 60,000 miles on it. That's, that's freaking perfect. I'm trying to find the word. That's meticulous. That doesn't have a spot on it. That's impeccable. The reason why a lot of these cars are also um, coming up in the market is because gas prices apparently and um, older you know people are giving, selling up their cars they're moving a ton of different reasons they're they're de there's not much value in them v8s are kind of being poo-pooed upon apparently but the fact is is uh people work from home now it's like okay people don't have to really go far for anything for any reason so why would you sell a v8 or a v6 
or a, a large capacity engine. Why would you do that? That makes no sense to me. Because if you're not driving your car as much, you're not wasting as much gas, you're actually being pretty decent to the environment. If you're working from home and you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to, if you don't have to pick up your kids or if you really don't have to go far to your job, and you're not you're not doing as much damage to the environment. And if you're buying a brand new car, that's brand new resources that are coming out of the ground that have to be made and utilized and mined out in order for you to make a new car, in order for you to buy a new car. Why wouldn't you just go buy an older car so you're not for, you know, forcing new materials out of the ground? Like my car, my Mustang is, yeah, it's old. It's like 17, 18 years old, but there's a whole aftermarket uh, industry just for that car. And it doesn't go far. I mean, it really doesn't. And the couple of years that I've owned it, I've put 10,000 miles on it, less than 10,000 miles on it. And, you know, and now I own two cars, but the, the used market is so cheap. And here's the thing. I can drive that car and I don't have to worry about anybody listening in on it, doing anything to the car, manipulating the car while I'm driving it. So if there is a huge hack at the Ford dealership, I, it doesn't concern me. Ford could collapse tomorrow and my car would be fine. If Tesla were co to collapse tomorrow, you'd be screwed. And I will, well, I mean, yeah. If Tesla were to collapse tomorrow, I know it's a little bit far-fetched. I don't see it happening. But if you were to buy, um, there were a, car, a couple car companies that did collapse. There was the Fisker Karma, which would randomly set on fire. Um, that came and went really quickly, but that was an expensive car. But is the thing is you now are invest not only are you invested in buying a car, you're now invested in the company to to continue on for years to come so that you can continue to have the car repaired. And it's it's a whole different car now. They're smaller engines, they're turbocharged, and I'm not a big fan of turbocharged engines for the reason being is that it's just another big part that's expensive and can break. Although it, the technology is getting better, but like I said, there is a whole different factor. There's a lot of smart electronics within the vehicle. Uh, what I do like about the new cars, don't get me wrong, what I do like about the new cars, though, is there is a lot, a lot of plastics and polys and fiberglass and materials that don't rust. That's a big thing, though. That's a huge thing to me. So, I mean, thankfully, I don't drive my muscle car in the wintertime, so it doesn't rust like that. But it is exposed to the elements, so I have to keep an eye on it. So if you were to buy a, a 98 or a 2000 or a 2005 car, yeah, the thing could rust out in two years, three years, four years. You could buy a car with 50,000 miles on it and the whole wheel wells and the, and, the, and the rocker panels could be completely destroyed. So there's the pros and cons. You buy a new car, there's a lot of plastic on it, the, the, the wheel wells, everything is great. There's no bubbling of the paint. The thing, the paint and the car... Uh, aesthetically lasts a very long time. But the electronics in it, the wiring, the cost the cost effectiveness of putting all those electronics in it, I don't know. The, those are the pros and cons of what you're dealing with. But if you are willing to go pre-owned and buy a car for like six or eight grand with not a lot of miles on it, which you can easily do now, and you have a couple resources, like I go to this place to get it fixed, uh, I and, and you don't put a lot of miles on it, you can have a couple cars and it's not going to cost you a shit ton of money. I'm just saying to be, right, especially right now, you don't want to be in a ton of debt for any reason. You don't want to be in a ton of debt for any reason because I don't know which way the world's going to go in the next fucking day and a half. 
two weeks? I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty going through my head every single moment of the day. So I'm trying to make decisions, whether it's the stock market or which car I'm going to do, uh, which car I'm going to drive or what I'm going to talk about on the podcast or what I'm going to work on for a video or shit. I don't know anything in particular. But this concerns me because this is the way a lot of technology is going to go. And you, I've already talked about in this podcast a lot about being so super connected that you can't pull yourself out of the matrix. You have all these social media uh, apps on your phone that are constantly dinging you and letting you know and refilling your information and require certain pin data and needs fingerprints. And then you got to go in and everybody's messaging you. And it's just like, okay, I need to detach from that. And then your all your computers are all your computers are susceptible to ransomware attacks. So all your every computer that's attached to your phone, that's attached to your emails, that's attached to your cars, it's like, when does it stop? When do we get, when, how are we able to pull out? Of, how are you? Not me. Because I, I figured a lot out as far as, all right, I have a couple of accounts that I, I access and I don't want to get, like, unless it's benefiting me and making me money and helping me communicate my message to the to my clients or to my, my subscribers, then I don't use it. I don't waste my time with it. If it's too much effort and there's not enough money coming out of it, I'm not going to waste my time. I mean, I like my cars because they're I like my cars because they're simple. I like my operating systems because they're simple. My computers, I'm still using Windows 7 on every single computer. And I have not given be given been given a single reason as to upgrade. Why should I upgrade to Windows 10 when it doesn't run faster? It requires way more uh, uh resources. It's constantly patched. It's got a ton of malware. It just notoriously destroys solid-state drives, which are more expensive. So why would I buy them? Why would I buy this thing, which is the standard for every computer if you're not running a, an Apple computer, which is three times the price, and it's constantly being attacked? I'm not. It's not worth it to me. It's not worth it to me when I can go get a, maybe a security software or run... Um, run a bare bones version of Windows 7 for computers that have their simple tasks. Every computer is allocated for a simple task. So if I lose one computer, I don't fucking lose sleep over it. If I lose the article computer, I don't lose sleep over it. If I don't, if I lose the podcast computer, I don't lose sleep over it. I mean, it would suck. You'd be like, oh man, shit, that died. But they don't because they all have simple tasks. They all run Windows 7. They run it super efficiently. They run everything super efficiently. So why would I upgrade to a super smart phone to a, a why would I upgrade to a, a su, why would I upgrade to a super smart computer to a super smart car and have a super smart life? It's not worth it to me because I don't want my information being stolen even though it easily can. I could easily be a target if I piss off the wrong people. But I it's the simplicity of it. I get in my car, I turn the key, the car starts, I get to my destination. And it's not like there it's doing me anything different. It's not like it's doing any different for if I start my car and that car is electric, or if I start my car and it's gas. Gasoline engines are going to be around for a long, long time, okay? They will. There's plenty of fuel on the planet for everybody. And now that electric cars are hitting the scene big time, awesome. So there's going to be plenty of electric cars for everybody. There's going to be plenty of diesel cars for everybody. There's going to be plenty of petrol cars for everybody. All that shit will be around for a very long time. And even if gas stations go away, you'll probably, you'll most likely still be able to order fuel online and have it delivered to your house in a 55-gallon drum. And then you just, I mean, I've talked about this before as well. 
But this is scary because somebody got offered a million bucks to hack or sabotage or steal data from a giant gigafactory. I mean, this is another thing. Another issue from bleeping computer, Comcast remotes. Comcast cable remotes hacked to snoop on uh, conversations. We already know I have a problem with Comcast, but all of a sudden now the remotes, first of all, I mean, what the fuck? Now they can access your remotes because every remote now comes with a smart button. So you just hit the smart button and it's like usually attached to like Amazon or it's attached to Comcast or it's attached to uh, Google. So you hit that button and that's an option just like your phone. You have a, a phone that you hit the button and then you can ask it a question. And you can search for a topic. Now it's the remotes. So now the remotes are being hacked. So your phones are being hacked. Your remotes are the remote to your freaking TV, which you just watched Letterkenny on, is being hacked. And now your phone, your phone, your TV, your remotes, your cars, your computers. <laughs> how do you get away from all this? How do you how do you get away from all this? The only you know what's oddly enough? The only thing I actually trust besides my Mustang, are my drones, which are made by a Chinese company. That's it. That's the only thing I really trust to work in my favor. So, I mean, what's this? It says that um, security researchers analyzing Comcast XR11 Xfinity voice remotes found a way to turn it into a listening device without needing physical access or user interaction. One-way encryption... Dub, uh, dubbed Juarez the remote, the attack allowed to take taking over the remote and snooping on conversations from at least sixty five feet, making possible a van making possible a van parked outside a scenario. Uh, as it turned out, though, in XR 11s impl implementation, the security is set on packet by packet basis. Uh, packet has a flags byte when it is set to one. Security is enabled for the packet, and its contents will be encrypted. Likewise, the, if the bit is in set, the packet will be sent in plain text. Guardia Core. Uh, so, and obviously a lot of these, every smart device you have in your house needs to be updated constantly. And there's a lot of devices that you have in your house that are not getting updated. Maybe you didn't change the settings or maybe they're not turned on or plugged in. You're, you're, you buy these cheap, uh, smart speakers or you buy these cheap, uh, Bluetooth headphones, you don't know what kind of information is being transmitted because you take those those Bluetooth headphones or the remote, you attach it to your phone, and then the next thing you know, data is getting transmitted to whom you don't know. There's a reason all this shit's cheap or free. So you have to be careful with anything that you buy. And I, I mean, I get it. It's a TV remote. That's no big deal. Smart TVs are cheap nowadays. I know that Amazon's having its Amazon day or whatever, and you can buy like a freaking... Uh, um, a Toshiba 55-inch thousand TV for like 200 and something bucks, and it's a smart TV. Um, so I'm concerned about the amount of information we're giving up and who can access it. Because believe me, there's plenty of idiots for work who work for all these companies who are just looking for a way out. And if they can get a cheap payday that allows them to have a retirement very early, they'll take it if somebody's offering it and they can get away with it. And there's a lot of those stupid people will take that million bucks and compromise your data without hesitation. It's frightening to know that. It, but the thing is, is, these TVs are cheap. These smart speakers are cheap. These Bluetooth uh, headphones are cheap. These remotes are cheap. Teslas aren't cheap. And yet they are still being accessed. People are still trying to access the data. And they will. They'll absolutely uh, compromise. If Say if 
every single one of these uh, t every single one of these uh, cars has access to GPS uh, calculations, uh, has access to your phone records because your phone attaches to it. You don't know what you're hooking up to. So why risk it? I and that and it's not a diss to Elon Musk. I have a ton of respect for Elon. He's trying to re, he's trying to recreate the atmosphere of uh, of the automotive industry. He's trying to change things. And he's the reason he's doing it is plain and simple. He's trying to get to Mars. So he's trying to allocate all the funds possible, whether it's through Tesla or through the boring company or through another company he has. He's just doing this so he can fund his trip to Mars. But the idea that there's a lot of technology behind Tesla. It's constantly connected, whether it's to the road or a fueling station or to your cell phone or to the factory that's updating it. It's just a huge, you're driving a huge security risk. And it's not like you're running, I, I don't know what kind of Norton antivirus is running on your Tesla or what will be running on your Honda hybrid or your Toyota Prius or your smart car or what have you. But I can tell you one thing, the amount of, uh, security breaches just on your cell phone enough, on your cell phone alone, should be a wake-up call for the fact that you need to seriously consider, you know, have a second, you know, take a second before you buy anything with uh, super smart technology behind it that's constantly getting updated. Like I said, Tesla, Windows 10, um, Sam, not, Sam, not Samsung devices, Huawei devices, but even Samsung devices. So I'm just like, I'm just trying to convey on this and they left over is it's like, keep it simple, especially right now. Just keep it simple. Know where your information is going to the best of your abilities. If you don't need to upgrade, if you re you realize that the, a lot of the things that you have right now that you're thinking of just throwing away or selling to upgrade to something new, I would, par I would pump the brakes a bit before you go down that avenue because I truly think that you're just putting yourself in a situation where if you, maybe you're adding more debt, you're adding more concern. My, I think it was my dad who said like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be working a job to pay for your car payment. You should have a car. You should have a car, so you can have a job. Like for example, if you buy a car, your car helps you get to your job. But if you buy like a car with a huge payment, now you just have a job to pay for your car. So it's kind of like, what's the point? You get a car to get you to your job, so you can make money. You don't get a job to pay for your car. So it's like all these people like who are like 16 or 18, they go and they get like a Dodge Neon or a Hyundai Elantra with like $250, $400 a month car payments. What's the point in having a fucking job? Because these car payments were like 60, 66, 72 months at like a 14% interest rate with $500 down, which was a shitty trade-in or 500 bucks from your parents who you need them to co-sign or something. So it's like, now you just, what's the point? Keep it simple. Keep it, keep it super simple. Do some of the work yourself and have some resources available so that your car can get repaired. Your computer can get repaired. You can have, like, if your phone screen gets cracked, you can go and get it fixed or, or your battery gets, just try to simplify. There's a huge, there's a huge pre-owned market out there right now that is telling you, that's screaming at you. Keep it simple. Don't go with the new super smart shit. Because once you go down that avenue, you're gonna find out that your stuff isn't safe. You're gonna need you're gonna and even the new stuff breaks. You're gonna have to spend more money on it. I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to in any avenue I could possibly think of, take it down a notch, pull it back. You have plenty of stuff to utilize.
Like I could have spent, I was going to, I wanted to get a solar light from the front of the house. Like, you know, like a post, like a solar post. And I was like, all right, well, those things are like between 60 and 100 bucks. So I literally just went and bought a $10 light, a solar light that looks like the one you'd get on the post and then took a piece of like plumbing metal. There's a piece of like metal that's used for like plumbing on a house and then attached the solar light to the top of it, painted it black, and then I was done. And then I just hammered that into the ground. And now I have a solar light, for a solar post, a street, a solar street post for 10 bucks. $10 because I had some stuff lying around the house and all I needed to do was buy the light. So I saved myself 50, 60, $70. So just utilize what you have around because I don't want you going down the avenue where somebody, you go and buy 60, 70 grand on a Tesla or you go and buy, you spend $600 on a new computer or you go and get the brand new latest uh, iPhone 22 or Samsung Galaxy Note fucking remember 28 and you spend a thousand or twelve hundred dollars on that, and it breaks two weeks later, or it gets hacked two weeks later. So bring it back, please. Anyways, uh, we're at thirty-four minutes. I'm definitely done for today. I just wanted to kind of get through this today because, like, I want to focus on some other stuff. I got some other stuff I I gotta be doing, but I wanted to sit down for a little bit, talk about this Tesla thing, and reiterate what I do every week: spare parts, simplify, don't go crazy, save your money. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, PodBay, CastBox, uh, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can hit me up through my website, PositiveSarcasmAtOutlook.com. Uh, I use uh, PositiveSarcasmAtOutlook.com. You can email me directly there. You can contact. You can donate through that page, whatever you want. You guys know how it works. You've looked and listened to this podcast long enough. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's podcast and the vol- Greatest Hits Volume 1 that I put up on YouTube. That was a lot of fun. I was definitely in a rare mood. Uh, that week, that was, I mean, that's one of, that's, I look back at that podcast and I go, you know what? That's, uh, that's one of the good ones. That's when I, I kind of know what I'm doing and, uh, hopefully I can bring you more stuff like that going forward. But until then we'll close up shop for today. If you have questions about where I get my articles, you can email me directly to this one was from electric.co electric E L E C T R E K dot C O. Until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.